Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. And Happy Hanukkah. And happy Thanksgiving. Did we miss that too? Uh, it's been a while. It's again. been a while. It's been a while. It's just been. I shouldn't be rubbing my eyes. So when I got a uh, my new glasses, mm-hmm. they were they took pictures of my eyeballs and they were like, "Oh, you're." Your eye holes are changing, and I said, "What's wrong with my eye holes?" And they said, "They said you're you're getting stigmatism in both eyes now. You only had it in one eye." And I was nice. like, "Okay, what do I do?" And they said, "You probably are rubbing your eyes a lot." Mm. And I said, "Well, it feels good when you know I'm tired or when I first wake up." And they said, "Yeah, don't do that because you touching your eye holes will do that." Interesting. Okay. What is a stigmatism? I've heard it. And I know it's a glasses thing. Oh, it's when your eyes get fucked up. Is it like damage? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I was like, how do how do you undo it? And they said, you 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 don't. And I said, what? <laughs> and they said, you you don't. Man, I that's like, something my mom never told me. Yeah. So I was asking, I was like, can you shoot shit in my eyes to fix it? And they said, no, we can't do that. <laughs> so don't touch your eyes. And I'm trying not to. I've gotten a lot better, but I, I feel like 2019. They should have. They should be able to have shit that they could shoot in your eyes to fix that. Eye hole repair? Yeah, just yeah. scratched eyelids. Absolutely. So I know we talked about this before we recorded, but how was your holiday season? It was lovely. I have an insanely huge family, and we always there's always one or two holidays per year that we all get together, and it's a crazy giant Irish drunk shit show. Okay, did and, you drink? Uh, I did I, a little bit. you don't really drink. Just casually. Yeah. This is actually the first holiday I barely drank interesting usually i i usually i'll have like oh no i need to have coffee and i need to you know have some water recuperate (laughs) yeah but no this time i just no this time i had for new year's uh eve i had two cups of wine and eggnog which i've never had before okay quick review alcoholic oh okay but you've had regular eggnog i never liked it okay i did like it this time though okay um was it rum in it uh brandy okay so it was pretty good. So three drinks over the course of like five hours. Plenty. Which is enough. Yeah. And then Christmas Day, I had two glasses of wine. And that's it. And then uh, New Year's Eve, I had one glass of wine. And then New Year's Day, I had one glass of wine. That's it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you party animal. <laughs> right? No, but like usually it's, we're, I'm killing two bottles of wine with uh, my family and stuff like that. So the fact that we almost didn't finish one each time. Yeah. Pretty good. How about you? Uh, I just had a, a few ciders on Christmas and it was on Christmas Eve. Christmas. Oh, and then Christmas Day, we had a really nice day. Uh, me and my girlfriend who's been on the show, but her, ever, her episode never aired because it's the haunted terrible audio one i know but we'll we'll make it back up because she's amazing (laughs) yeah we'll have her back um we uh stayed over my parents house christmas eve got to wake up do the whole christmas morning opening presents big old breakfast yay i love breakfast yeah i love holiday breakfast oh (laughs) i mean it was just regular breakfast but it's a little extra because like my mom bought some like pillsbury like cinnamon bun shit to throw with our eggs and pancakes and bacon and my sister makes this crazy bomb ass giant like quiche thing Mm -hmm. it's like imagine deep dish pizza Mm -hmm. if it was all like a thick ass frittata 
Nice. With like sausage and bacon crumbles inside mm. of it or chorizo and yeah. like goat cheese and shit. Oh, it's amazing. Kind of lost me with the goat cheese, but then, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> then you get like these, these, uh, th- everything bagels and you toast them and you just spread butter on. It's like, fuck it. And you're just eating yeah. super buttery. You just gorge for Christmas breakfast. Yeah. And then the other half is cream cheese. You're just like, oh, dairy. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Not I've at the same time. That. Right. But, but I'll cut it in half so I can have butter on one and cream cheese on the other. Both- <laughs> Best yes, of both worlds. best of both worlds, and then you have like this giant amount of of eggs, and then you have holiday yeah. coffee, and it's just buckets, ugh. buckets of scrambled eggs. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Had I, a little bit of that. Yeah. Hopped over to her parents' house real quick. Did okay. the hi, Merry Christmas, open presents, thank you, hug, bye, <laughs> back to my parents. <laughs> dinner, oh, <geez. laughs> like early dinner, Swedish smorgasbord dinner, Swedish meatballs, mashed potatoes, smoked fish. Uh, no smoke fish this year, but we do do that sometimes. Corv, have you ever heard of Corv? K O R V, K O R V. Yeah, it's a. I think s- I've seen it, but sausage. I... It's gray and looks disgusting. But it's good. Um, but it's good. It's yeah. just ground beef, ground pork, and potatoes in nice. a sausage casing. Nice, it's tasty. Sprinkle some lingonberry jam on there. Ooh, lingonberry, lingonberry. I uh, I had some uh, Korean blood sausage like two weeks ago with my friend Dan. And it was funny because I've had blood sausage before, but never Korean blood sausage. Okay. Very different. Spicy? Uh, no, Korean blood sausage is different because they use like clear noodles in it. Okay. So you get it and the end pieces are frilly with the noodles, Ugh. but you don't know at first and you go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then you just, what animal is this from? Exactly. <laughs> and then you, and then they tell you and then you go, oh, okay. And then you eat it and it's weird because it has sausage filling yeah like it's a blood sausage and- but it's filled with noodles so you get this weird gelatinous like noodle. a vermicelli kind of yeah and it's just this is weird this is weird <laughs> is good it wasn't bad it wasn't okay. bad i'll have it was and then i you, i was drinking soju that night nice and uh yeah so that washed it down that was good that was good i i realized the more the more each year goes by first just an asterisk this season mm-hmm. this fall winter season with the holidays yep flew by yeah i was thanksgiving oh yep and now it's christmas oh yep now it's new year's oh hey welcome to 2019 yep fucking crazy but i realized the thing i look forward to the most now is just the time to spend with family yeah which is weird because i never really had that as a priority Hmm. because i think when you're younger you just accept oh i'm all especially when you're really young all time is family time yeah you're not living on your own you don't go to work 40 hours a week you don't have a thing that impedes your ability to see your family. There are just some days a year where you see a little bit more of your family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's why. That's why they don't give a shit when yeah. you're that age because you're just oh look really more family. Point. You know oh boy whatever. It's the same thing I always tell uh, parents when they complain about their college kids or or they complain about their high school kids and I always tell them well it's going to change when they go to college because for the past eighteen years they've been forced to live with you because there's literally right. no other option unless you kick them out. <laughs> yeah, so that's why they ignore you and that's why in college they're super happy to come home and see you. Yeah. They're super happy that like they'll talk to you. Exactly. You know they I mean? become adults. Yeah, because now they live in a different situation that's not dictated by a parent or yeah. living in a house by a parent. So you're yeah, like given to them. Yeah, yeah. Like here's your new clothes. Here's your cell phone plan. Here's your bed sheets. Here's yeah. your food. Speaking of clothes, also getting older. Yeah, I love getting clothes. Yeah, for, like <laughs> socks. I got a couple dope sweaters for Christmas yes. this year. Dope, like 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 they're 
like they're cheeking cliche like no, oh star just, wars sweaters or are they like wow this is a italian merino what sweater wow it's a cashmere. brown sweater with a tan stripe in the middle i'm like i'm gonna look so good in this <laughs> at oh. work or at some business casual functions oh wow oh, yeah. man i'm so excited i think i wore it to a new year's party that i went to oh nice oh was that where you had the hot sauce was where I had the hot sauce. First of all, shout out to New Year's Eve because it's also mine and Marissa's third year anniversary this year. Oh, congrats. It was pretty fun. Um, So we went to her co-worker's house, um, had a New Year's Eve dinner at this uh, burger place that we found on the way called McDonald's. Um, (laughs) Had a large cup of soap cup of coke soak um because i knew i was gonna be like up late doing new year's festivities stuff like that got there they're like hey how's it going here's some crown royal had a couple shots of that i'm like okay we're partying um and then he one of the guys there one of marissa's co-workers asked the other co-worker who's hosting he goes hey you have the last dab hot sauce right He's like, yeah, I do. You want some? And I just stood up. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Chris. I'm coming with you to the kitchen because I want some. Um, and he opens his fridge and he has an entire shelf of the fridge, the door, dedicated to just hot sauce. He grows his own jalapenos and ghost peppers and habaneros, I think, in the basement. Um, turns them into like hot sauces and hot jellies and stuff like that. Like he has mango habanero jam. Okay. Um, but then he has like a bunch of famous hot sauces and he had... All the hot sauces from like a couple years ago season of Hot Hot Ones Ones. on YouTube. And he had The Last Dab. And he had Da Bomb. And he had uh, Mad Dog 357. Da Bomb tastes like dirt. Ugh. Uh, Mad Dog 350. So I had The Last Dab. And it's with Pepper X and Chocolate Pepper X. And it was really good. Was it even spicy? It was super spicy. But like tolerable uh and it kind of had like the same spice flavor profile as the uh the dirty wings we had a couple episodes ago okay or one episode ago i think um and uh but then like it had a like a long lasting like heat wave that came after it and then i wanted to try mad dog 357 because it's notorious for how fucking disgusting it is for when people eat it on the show and he's like oh yeah i can't even i'm gonna get rid of that bottle eventually because i'm not gonna use it on food because it ruins the food because it tastes like chemicals uh and it's it uses extract so it's not like the flavor from the pepper yeah, that's just making heat. it it's just the, hey we just took the bad part out of this pepper and threw it in a jar and yeah. filled the rest with baby diarrhea here you go um and it was fucking disgusting and i like it was spicy i was trying to describe it to marissa because she would not go near it she wouldn't even smell it it was spicy in the way that sour food is sour like when you eat a sour patch kid and it's like that like the the tingling that overrides yeah it goes through your body Ugh! and i immediately started to not feel good uh i didn't like sick yeah i didn't tell you about this by the way no you didn't (laughs) i went to the bathroom got a little sick oh no decided to go outside i needed some air and i just started puking in the yard and it was a combination of that's why i had the lead up of we had to mcdonald's i had a large coke which like i don't really drink soda anymore so it was just like a here's a pound of caffeine yeah um got there two shots of crown royal hot sauce disgusting hot sauce went in the yard threw up how'd you feel after that uh we went home <laughs> i was started driving home at like 11 30 30 minutes later i'm like moaning in the passenger seat because marissa had to drive us home because i didn't want to like have to like puke and deal with that while i'm driving oh shit and i like look at my phone i'm like oh happy new year do you not 
So he experienced well, Happy New Year wait, on a rainy highway wait, most of the way home. Well, here's a question. Do you have, um, do you like hot food? I do. Do you have hot, so I have a whole selection of hot sauce as well, but do you partake in that as well? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, like I always at Buffalo Wild Wings, whenever they have like a, oh, this is crazy hot. It's hotter than our hottest one. I'm like, oh yeah. Give me my okay. normal thing and then like six. I'm of surprised us. you got sick off of that. Of that. I don't. Unless I think it's it was old. the combination. Unless with, it was old too. If he hasn't touched it, in a I while. think it was old because it, it was a little that. congealed on the top. Yeah, like had that gooiness right near the lid. The dried gooiness. Um, yeah, but man, it was like <coughs> I got like three more waves of it after like five minutes after it keeps I coming. Eat. Yeah, and I just dipped a toothpick into it yep. and just took oh, that off. No, dude. And then you fucking let me read you what this monster texted me while this was happening to my body. I sent you a picture. I just sent you a picture of the last dab, and I was like, uh, "This is so good." And then I sent you a picture of the lineup of all the sauces that we lined up on the table. You said, "Oh my, I have a bottle of the Inferno on the far right. I've had Mad Dog and Pain. Is this your collection?" I said, "No, it's my friend's." Blah blah blah. Mad Dog is tastier than Pain one hundred percent. If they have that, tastes like plain mud. Um, <laughs> You have to try enough of Mad Dog t- to get you a body high. I advise it on a spoon to achieve it. And don't try to quench it. Just sit there and suffer yourself to Nirvana. <laughs> that is dubs, ladies and gentlemen. What did you mean by a fucking a spoonful? Did you mean like a, like a tablespoon of this hot sauce? Yeah, I meant like... Uh, or, or at least like your finger, like... Like a like a smear on your f- no like a good amount that's what no. I did right so w- when you get enough of it and it gets that at overriding your body panics and your body goes that's normal everything's on fire but what happens <laughs> when you don't when you don't do anything to quench it and you sit in that moment of yeah. suffering and you go I am suffering I did this to myself but this is just spice I will like prevail I yeah. will survive this you're it's weird because for, so when I did it I did it um. I remember. Did you do it with Mad Dog three fifty seven? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember. I did. I did it with uh, Da Bomb as well. Okay. And then I also had Pain. It was all Pain and Da Bomb were horrible. But yeah. The thing that I remember most was just. It's weird how primal that reaction is. Mm-hmm. The reaction immediately is just your body panics. I, the only thing I can relate this to is I don't know if you ever jumped in cold weather into ice. Like ice water, like a pond. I like jumped or a pool. into a huge pile of snow one time. We got like a blizzard like 10, 15 years ago. All right. And I like got down to my boxers and jumped into the pile of snow. When you jump into ice water, uh, which I did for a tough mutter, you had to jump into literal ice water and mm-hmm. swim underneath a barrier. I There were people, like workers surrounding this little container. And I was thinking, why are there so many workers there? And I didn't realize because they were yelling all the time. When you jump in the water, it's so cold. They, they talk about this when you fall in a pond. Mm-hmm. It shocks the air out of you, and you can't inhale. Yeah. So you're literally so cold, you can't take in a breath. Yep. And I didn't realize they were all screaming, breathe. Wow. So I remember going, <laughs> and I couldn't inhale anything, and I had to go under because there was a line behind me. Yeah. So somebody, they're just, go, 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 <laughs> breathe, breathe, breathe. And that then sounds you, so much fun. And then you go, <laughs> And then you're like, oh, right, I can breathe. Because your body, like, just from a primitive level, just yeah. freaks out and goes, oh, you're dying. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Get everything you're, out of you. You're about to die. You're about to die. You're about to die. But when you when you remember, oh, breathe, and then you go, you breathe in, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, I just got to go underwater. And you just go underwater and you go, wow, it's cold. And you come out and you go, 
okay and then you get out of the water and you can breathe normal you're like oh it's windy now <laughs> yeah that's how you that's how i felt when i had that much hot sauce when mm-hmm. my body had this primal reaction where it was hot i wasn't like oh my god it's so hot it was just it was hot to the point where it's almost i don't know how much how often you can go through pain but it's just there's a level of pain that you get where you just go that this is pain yeah you kind of accept it yeah like this is pain this sucks and that's what that was but by doing that and sitting there and just going yeah it's really hot like and it almost like is a ringing yeah like a sound that overwhelms everything else but it's not an actual sound it's almost like a feeling that emanates that emanates throughout your body and then next thing you know i'm looking around and i'm starting to see things like i'm starting to see (laughs) literally getting high uh, yeah i'm starting to see how the light is changing as it comes through the window. I'm starting to see particles move in different like <laughs> formations from the window. I'm starting to feel the chair differently, and it's just wow because you're not feeling. It's almost like a a, a, a sensory, sensory deprivation yeah. chamber where you're only feeling one thing, and that is you're only feeling the hot. Hot overrides every other feeling that you have right now, and when you just accept it and you sit there, you start to slowly pick up other sensory inputs. Mm-hmm. differently if that makes any that's sense interesting, yeah that's why i was like oh dude you should totally have a bunch no i and didn't <laughs> i actually didn't respond to you because at the time i was in the yard puking <laughs> and i get a text from you you should take a spoonful of it and just sit there and let yourself suffer <laughs> no pass i didn't know that happened to you so my apologies no it's fine i didn't know i saved it for the show <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know I was so excited for you too. I was thinking, oh shit, all those hot sauces. <gasps> he could totally do have the any. thing. Yeah, he could totally do the thing with so many of them. Yeah. So that's why I was like so excited for you. Um <laughs> But the last dab it was really tasty. Really like, tasty. I want to buy a bottle of that. Yeah. It is completely sold out. Did online. you try the inferno on the far right? No, because I wanted to try more of them, but it you know. Uh, um well <laughs> I have it in my fridge if you want to try it. Yeah, but I'll take a it's, toothpick on the way out. But the thing is is that it's not it's so there's so there's so many different styles of spice and i'm sure this guy explained it but there's certain peppers that just have attack yep and there's certain peppers that peppers that delay like ghost peppers yeah certain peppers like come in late strong and then they just keep radiating for a long time yeah the inferno one is just it's almost it feels like it tastes like a scotch bonnet where it tastes like from a heat profile it attacks from the start mm-hmm. and it's just sharp attacks and then it's just gone interesting but it's super super sharp attacks yeah and then it's cooked that is something really interesting about like all the different peppers and hot sauces like they have different like patterns yeah that they follow like scotch bonnets are like that Mm -hmm. but like ghost peppers and i think pepper x is like a like a disgusting hybrid of uh ghost pepper like that's a yeah cousin of the ghost pepper that that guy you know what pepper hits me the the worst Hmm. um well there's a story about one but primarily if you for whatever reason when I have jalapenos mm-hmm. and I microwave them okay. raw and then I just eat them, it's the worst. That's interesting. Like from a pain level. It's almost like I, I just can't get out of this Jalapenos, pain. I notice like they fill your whole mouth. Yeah. Like they fill your head with heat. That's exactly it. And Where I, some I, of them are just like your tongue. Yeah. You like you put I'll lighter start fluid s- on your tongue and lit it. It's like, I can do with this. Yeah. I'll but, start I'll start sweating <laughs> yeah, exactly. from a jalapeno that's microwaved. It's interesting. I wonder like if the microwaving like really does like if I'm imagine if you microwave like a ghost pepper versus eating a ghost pepper Fuck raw. that. Fuck that. But I have Carolina Reaper powder, I have ghost pepper powder, I have a whole bunch of hot sauces. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Hot Ones, the show on YouTube, has like slowly been making me get more and more into it. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited to try the those sauces. Up. I really wanted to try more because he had like a ton of them, and he had like some ones from newer seasons and some ones from like really old seasons. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. Oh boy, I haven't had spice in a while because nothing holiday wise goes with spice. No, not really. At least this holiday. Yeah. In the cold weather, um, which is weird because you would think you would want hot food. Yeah. And when it's cold out. Super Bowl, though. Super Bowl is coming up. You can get some hot wings. True. Are you doing anything for Super Bowl? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> you want to have a just a hot wings party thinly veiled as a Super Bowl party? With just the two of us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple microphones. Yeah, right? You know, it's funny. Going back to the uh, the, the not the I don't really drink that much mm-hmm. portion. I, I, I bought like four bottles of alcohol on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, like for Christmas? No, because I don't know why, but I remember thinking, oh, I need, I'm out of. Next one. Oh, no, you know, you know what it was? I was craving Coors Light because I don't have any beers to offer people when they come to my house. Okay. And I was thinking, I'll just, a shitty beer that's really cheap and something I don't mind slamming back when it's cold. Yeah. And I have an affinity for Coors Light because for the longest time I had it after hockey games. Yeah. It's like the beer of the NHL. Like we're drinking it too. So it is Coors Light the beer of the NHL. Yeah, it's the official beer of the NHL. Well, this episode sponsored by Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, actually, not really. Just in case any Coors Light <laughs> lawyers are listening. So I uh, sorry to pop the bubble as soon as it came up. Um, so I was buying Coors Light, and then I was thinking, oh, you know what? I, uh, I I I treat myself to steak sometimes, and when I do, I always crave like a. A potato vodka martini. Mm-hmm. I like dirty vodka martinis. That's the only cocktail I will actively order, probably. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, I, I never owned vodka. I only have scotch, uh, whiskey, bourbon. That's that's all I really drink. So I thought, oh, I'll just get a bottle of of Chopin while I'm here. So mm-hmm. I got a bottle of Chopin, and then I was thinking, uh, oh, I need dry vermouth if I'm gonna have a martini. So I got dry vermouth, and then I was thinking. You know, I haven't looked at scotches in a while, so I'm looking through scotches, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I don't have a throwaway scotch. All of my scotches are really expensive. They're really select. They all cost, at the very least, $75, $85 a bottle. Yeah. I don't like drinking them that often because they're, they are, they're expensive and special. Yeah. I'll, I just need a throwaway that hits the, that hits a good drinkability I can just share with people without concern. Mm-hmm. And my go-to for that is the famous grouse, which is like Scotland's version of Jack Daniels. Yeah. So I got a bottle of that. So a smoky version, which I prefer. I like smoke. I like I like a lot of smoke in my whiskey. So, or my scotch. So I got that. So I got that as well. And then I was thinking, oh, you know, what? I don't have wine. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so I went from I haven't I've I've touched scotch. I touched the scotch bottle once, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah, but the thing with buying alcohol like that, where I've gone like alcohol shopping too, like like oh man, I. Uh, like, I go out, I want to get a white Russian. Let me go out and get some Kahlua and some Tito's. And yeah. it's like, oh, hey, while I'm here, I could really go for some some of that uh, rum or whatever. Yeah. And, stuff. and then you're just down a rabbit hole. But then you got a bunch of rum on your, or alcohol on your alcohol shelf. And it's, you can do whatever you want now. Yeah, it's cool because I no longer look at the alcohol as just something I want to drink. I've Everything I've gotten, for the most part, has been, how can this be shared? Yeah. You know the vodka. Yeah. The vodka thing. I was actually debating not doing, but I was thinking, 
I'm not going to touch it that often, and I'm going to have it for probably four years. Yeah, so when people come over and they want some mixed drink, you got some Sprite in the fridge. There you go. There you go. I have some some vodka. So, yeah, at least I have that. So that's good. So that's good. Um, I got, I may have talked about this. Uh, there's this, uh, whiskey company. I forget what they're called. Sorry, whiskey company, but they, uh, or no, it's called bully boy. Uh, it's this, so it's American whiskey, right? Yeah. Uh, Boston whiskey, um, bully boy. It's named after the founder's grandfather's horse that used to like run their farm plows and stuff like that. And they have a pre-mixed old fashioned that I tried at, um, Wine, etc. in Manchester. Did you like it? Uh, it's really good. Got a bottle of it. Had some of that on New Year's once we got home and I like showered and brushed my teeth after puking. Uh, <laughs> then I decided to have myself an old fashioned. Uh, it's really good. Did that settle the stomach? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bully Boy Old Fashioned. Check it out. This episode okay. is sponsored by Bully Boy. I won't, I won't pop that bubble. I'll let, it, I'll let it float around. I'll let it float around. You know I'll, that one's end, just I'll, a bubble. I'll end the episode with when I actually sponsored by Bully Boy. You know what's funny? For somebody, like I love single malt Islas. I love single malt Speysides. I don't mind uh, proper mixed scotches or blends. I love Irish whiskey. I love mm-hmm. pot still, like single pot still whiskeys. A big fan of high proof bourbon. Um, I don't like any mixed drink with whiskey. Really? <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I like whiskey with either a single ice cube or just a, a just neat. Yeah, I mean, I do a too. Double and neat. So I, I I've tried old fashioned. I've tried Manhattans, and I can kind of get by with a Crown Royal Manhattan, mm-hmm. kind of. But even then, I'm just I'd rather just have a Crown Royal it's on the rocks. Whiskey is such like a. There's not many uh, like hard liquors that you can just have like neat or on the rocks to have that much flavor yeah, exactly in a profile, right? like it's yeah. so good on its own yeah. and every mixed drink it completely changes it yeah old-fashioned i would say is the closest because yeah. what is it again it's whiskey something and sugar right uh i'm it's bitters i think yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. Bitters. but like dash of bitters pretty sugar close, but yeah, yeah it's it's very different but yeah whiskey's good yeah so I want to talk about this because this happened while we were on our little holiday hiatus. Yes. Let's start with Chris Rock because that's where this started from. Yeah. So I was on Twitter browsing around and I saw something. I saw a whole bunch of people posting about Chris Rock. Yeah. I remember thinking, what the fuck happened with Chris Rock? There, People were upset. Can't believe Chris Rock would do this to the black community. I can't believe Chris Rock this. this. And I said, what the fuck did... What the fuck would have Chris Rock done to have pissed off everybody? So I, I went down the rabbit hole of clicking people's like threads. Yep. And then I finally found it. I figured out the origin. Yeah, you know what's funny? I saw this when it first came out. It was Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, and Louis C.K. talking. Sitting yeah. around talking. Which, when it came out, I was super excited. Because I yeah. was like, so many different... Gener- these All four of these comics have been through a generational change in comedy mm-hmm. and it's so cool to see them talking and sitting yeah. around together this and is they're really all neat. friends and they're all friends and i was like this is so cool and everybody everybody kept commenting about how jerry seinfeld was the most respectful and like oh man what a he's so woke saying what he thought about yeah. about everything so for those who don't know long story short this was about louis ck talking about uh using the n-word live we'll call the word ninja so he <laughs> and, and, and atonement to to Johnny because he always said that. Okay. 
So Louis C.K. was talking about using the word ninja with Chris Rock and uh, Ricky Gervais. And the context context of when it came up is... Using it live. I think he was... Descri- Ricky was de- describing Chris Rock in a certain way. And Louis said, oh, like, he's a, he's a ninja. But not, like, <laughs> the derogatory way. Like, referencing Chris Rock's famous joke yes. that Michael Scott also parodied in the... Uh, yes, the, how there's... Yeah, there's yeah. two types of black people. Um there's black people and then there's ninjas. <laughs> yeah. So Louis uh, so C.K. Was, was in reference to that. Yeah, he, he was made referencing that. And everybody um, laughed because it was a really good slip in. Yeah. And then he said the difference between you, meaning Jerry Seinfeld, and us, meaning Louis and Chris Rock, is that we say ninja on stage. Yeah. Uh, and then they were talking about that a little bit. And Chris Rock was laughing at it and kind of going along with it. Chris Rock like, says something like, you're... you're <laughs> You're the most ninja white guy to ever use the word ninja. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're the only white guy who could use that or whatever. Um, and Jerry Seinfeld said, "I don't find the comedy in that word. I'm using find the, the human, word. I don't. I don't and I don't it. seek it. Yeah, and and I, I, first of all, this video came out like four or five years ago. A while ago. Yeah, it's a like or even longer. It's like a documentary of the four of them just sitting in a room talking about comedy. The comedy. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, someone found this clip and thought that Chris Rock should be ashamed of himself for letting Louis say that. And, and that's that's what I wanted to get your opinion on, because Ricky then came out with a response of saying, hey, everybody. Uh, oh, that Ricky response was in, 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 in reference in, to that. Yeah. So gotcha. everybody was roasting everybody. And so Louis has a little bit of a bigger, bigger magnifying glass because, of course, what happened to him recently. That's all this is about. And how he came back out and started doing sets again. <laughs> yeah. Which is piggybacking off of the fact that somebody recorded his set where he makes jokes about today's youth and the Parkland school kids and stuff like that. And they piggybacked the ninja comments to this mm-hmm. against Louie. So I remember going through this, and I thought exactly what Ricky thought. What the second Ricky Gervais came out and said... He said, please stop saying, you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about whatever the fuck you like. <laughs> and some people won't like it, and they will tell you that they don't like it. <laughs> and then it's up to you whether or not to give a fuck or not, and so on. It's a good system. Yeah, so, I completely agree. With so that. that's exactly what I thought when I saw that. But also, <laughs> the thing that bothered me most about the attacks on all those comedians, besides Jerry, especially on Chris Rock, I was I was thinking, you're not looking at the time period that a that conversation even took place. So even if I'm going to look at it from your point of view of how offensive this was and mm-hmm. how derogatory it was, you're not even looking at it in the sense of what that time frame of comedy was. Yeah, and we can we can play this game with every comedian ever. We want to go back to Richard Pryor talking yeah. about gays or Chris Rock talking about transvestites and stuff like yeah. that. You want to go back and pick those apart because I hear nobody talking about the two of them. Yeah, right. Because back then that those were hot. Those were like funny button topics for those audiences Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's amazing and it's so cool that they said it but i am saying the obvious guess what big bits of those acts were making fun of those minority groups yeah so it's just to go back and just pick it apart and say i can't believe louis said this well if you want to even go back and pick that apart put yourself in that time frame where that was a very different time frame about this it was pre-trump it was very pre-trump it was completely pre-trump it was the middle of obama (laughs) yeah exactly so that's number one. Number two is, I believe, in Ricky's statement where he was saying, we have the ability to make fun of shit. If you want to hate us for it, you can hate us. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And I'm going to keep making fun of shit. Yeah, but like, we see the humor in it, or we find humor in it, and that's just what we do. That's the therapy that we have 
to to get by in this world yeah so we do that i <clears throat> i forgot who said it i think it was i think it was joe rogan who came out to defend louis in this and saying or bill i think it was bill burr i think mm-hmm. it was bill burr it was bill burr who came out and said yo for everybody roasting louis for saying that in that segment you clearly don't know louis as a person because he talked to patrice o'neill who is in my opinion probably the best stand-up of mm-hmm. all time and their conversations they had a conversation about that word yeah and it was killer because louis just murdered patrice with it and patrice was dying of laughing so hard because <laughs> it was so funny like you have that's to, like you have to the realize whole Lu- point it's funny it's funny when the way the way he puts it so here's the thing with louis and i want your opinion because i know you're, you're you're definitely a bigger louis fan than i am mm-hmm. louis has that that self-deprecating viewpoint to his humor <coughs> but he has that with a lot of topics he mm-hmm. kind of strips it down to the core the core point of it or the core meat yeah. so to speak of the joke and then he that's what he pokes fun of yeah. right so like he talks about having kids mm-hmm. right each kid story is funny because he breaks it down to the interaction is him with this little human yeah you know it's it's him breaking it down to it's my daughter showing me her asshole <laughs> like it's yeah it's, it's funny because the way he sets it up and the way he tells the story and yeah. you get the imagery and like the, the boop, like little black dot appears like you, <laughs> you get this whole imagery with his bits but he pokes fun at he i don't know if you i'm sure you know the bit about him getting jerked off by his wife I don't think so, actually. No, I mean, no. He, he has a bit about how he gets he gets a, a hand job by his wife, and it's just this. <laughs> I don't mean to spoil it, so I'm sorry. Plug your ears if if you haven't seen it. I, I you know, I won't even say it, say it because you haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. But long story short, it. <laughs> like it's funny because it's not about the hand job. It's about what the hand job means in a in a marriage. Yeah. So he breaks it down to exactly. just, and that's the punchline. Like, yeah, it's how he's saying, like, oh, this is where my marriage is at, and blah, it's always this self-deprecating yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, so did man. you hear Louis' bits about the Parkland students and all I that didn't. stuff? I only heard about that first couple times he came back, where people were like, what? He's back already? He's doing things? Um, Yeah, but... There were a lot of people talking in reference uh, to the transcript. Somebody transcribed what he was saying. Yeah. And it's very Louis style. Yeah. But everybody was was saying, "Hey, you can't do that. Hey, that's that's wrong. Hey, pick on somebody more your size in a way." Yeah. And of course, Louis's not going to come out and say anything about bits that he does at you know the fucking underground. Yeah. So in New York City, <laughs> you know what I mean, seller, or whatever yeah. the comedy seller. So it's like he's not going to respond to this. But what are your thoughts about the whole situation of just the Louis it's stuff? Exactly what Ricky said. It's you could joke about whatever the fuck you want, and people will get mad at you for it, and it's up to you whether or not you give a shit about it. And I don't know. It's ah, the whole Louis situation is so complicated. Speaking of people like coming back too soon, did you see what Kevin Spacey pulled recently? Let me be frank. Yeah, the creepy ass video where he's acting like frank underwood you know in funny? his own kitchen i liked it because i don't think he meant for that to get out i think somebody said oh you should play frank right now just play, just play frank and imagine like you're like being recorded for it no that was definitely scripted you think like, so yeah there were a couple lines in there i was like oh that was pretty good but fucking creepy what the hell and it happened it came out right after or right before somebody else was like i have proof that he sexually assaulted me or whatever Ugh. 
is so creepy. Yeah, it was a little bad, <laughs> little bad timing on his end, I would say. Um, also, just the video itself is so creepy. Yeah, I, I think it was creepier because the way, and I think this was intentional, he was able to apply everything he was saying about yeah. being the Frank character, Frank Underwood, to himself. Yeah. You thought you saw the last of me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you thought I was guilty, just like they said. Like, it was just, <laughs> ooh. For a second, I thought he was actually talking about himself until, yeah. like, 30 seconds, I went, oh, this is it's definitely... Like, oh, it's about both of them. Oh, yeah, it's about both yeah. of them. Okay, okay. Uh, I get that's it. That's such... What a bad idea like i was i was accused of sexually assaulting a minor a few years ago at a party and i got fired from house of cards for it and my character was killed off screen let me make a youtube video saying that my character's not really dead even though i have no control over it and make weird parallels to my own story saying that i'm innocent yeah what are you looking up I'm trying to find the exact transcript of what Louis said, but some of these people's remarks about Louis is, um, oh, the Parkland joke is the kind of shit he's always done. The joke has no internal logic. Mm. It's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean internal internal logic about what? Yeah. I, being the victim of a massive school shooting makes you interesting, particularly in the area of mass shootings. The premise is false because the joke was they're not interesting. Yeah. Just because they were in a school shooting, which... <laughs> could be a joke about american culture and society about how normalized we're becoming to shootings and yeah. school shootings so it's like yeah it's just, yeah, it's, exactly. just it's um just very like modern joke to tell like that is a joke for the times and then the, then he's getting roasted about about asians did you see this as well no he's talking about asian dicks <laughs> so and it's just and i i read it and it sounds exactly like I can already picture his voice for the bit. So it's just, it's just, I, I, I get people are upset. I get people are upset. Like, oh, I just want the fucking, I just want, I just want the screenshot of what he said so I could tell people about it. Long story short. Okay. What is it? Uh, <coughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Something that pissed people off. Something about, oh, it's, they're so not interesting because, what, just because you got, you were in a school shooting, like, fuck you, like, when I was a kid, I was popping drugs and finger banging, and here you are trying to, like, just, you know, run for Congress at 18, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. He's saying shit like that, and I guess he said something about gender pronouns, and and people got upset about that because he's targeting. So it, it makes me... I mean, me... That's, his, that's his comedy. It's A, self-deprecating. He talks about his kids. And that he just talks about gross stuff and stuff to piss people off. Like, he's almost a, like a shock value comedian. What was the bit he started with? Like, for, his first big no, bit? No, I think it's hilarious. No, that, not hilarious. Like, What's they're the fucking... babies born with all sorts of problems. No, he started a bit... He, one, of the, one of the specials he had that he started, started with talking about how awkward it was to come out and talk to people. Mm. He was saying, it's so weird for me to just stand here and, and talk to you. Like, you're all just facing in one direction, and I'm just here standing. It's just a weird premise yeah. I have to address every time I come out. It's like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> but he had one special where he started off, and he was talking about something, and it was so gross. I remember being, I remember just thinking, I don't want to listen to this. It's so fucking gross. I think he was talking about just getting fat, or he was talking about something with his body. Yeah. And I remember just thinking. Quarter a cup of water sloshing around his asshole. There you go. Maybe it was that. Yeah. He was just talking about being fat. sweaty. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh my God, just stop. It's fucking gross. That's shock humor. 
But I never thought of Louis as a shot comic. Yeah, I mean... Did you? It, he was back in the day. Like, before he got big, he was. But do you think of him now and as he, one no, of No, not really. No? He's just a crass, self-deprecating, uh, points out very normal things in the world and points out the comedy in them. So here's a question. Do you think there should be a limiter on comedy in that sense, then? No. Of, no. like, shock value? No, of, like, things to... So, uh, Lisa Lampanelli no longer is a comedian. You know that, right? Really? She doesn't do stand-up anymore. She Did she, like, retire? Or? She openly came out and said, I'm not doing comedy anymore. Okay. I think Good. she'd host a TV show instead now. She lost a whole bunch of weight. She was... So she was on record saying, I was doing shock comedy yeah. for so long because it was the only thing I could do to, like, mentally get by. Yeah. In a way. So I was just making fun of myself and everybody else just so I could get past the imperfections that I kept seeing huh. and now that i'm healthier and i'm past that i don't find it funny anymore huh. so somebody made a point kind of like what i said before about how the, the generational comedy changes yeah and how it shifts right and mm-hmm. how it reflects kind of what we're going through joe rogan had a special where he did this ad nauseum where he kept saying i know everybody's gonna get upset about things i say but it's all jokes people it's yeah. just jokes. I'm just trying to make you laugh. I don't want to have to say this, but I have to say it because somebody's <laughs> going to get really upset about this. And then he goes on to talk about beating his wife. And then he goes, but I'm joking. I don't actually beat her. So just, <laughs> just so you know, I I, just, I don't beat her. Yeah. Unless she burns the lasagna. Like, and then it's just, like, it's just, it's one of those things where you wouldn't hear that really back in the day. Yeah. You know, like, like, um, that not, Eddie Murphy that never disclosure. said. Yeah, Eddie Murphy never said these are jokes. People, I'm making yeah. a joke. I'm just joking. I'm not saying this for. When was serious. this Joe Rogan special? I think that was Rocky Mountain High, which was three years ago. Okay, yeah, which is what he said. That um, somebody roasted Anthony Jeselnik recently on Twitter mm-hmm. about it because they said, "Oh, hey guys, I I got early access to AJ's new special," and he said, and it's just like a format template, and it says insert insert like offensive statement here, yeah, like insert pause insert equally or more offensive comment at end <laughs> yep and then it says repeat 68 times like yeah. it just i mean that's him that is people him. who like that go to see him for that that is and him i've listened to his specials and laugh my ass off so here's a good question then do you think there's there should do you think there's any type of political social climate that's culturally going to shift comedy by force not by Oh, hey, it's just phasing out. Like ninja, (laughs) the ninja jokes are just phasing out because that's just a thing. Or is it more of it's being policed now by audiences? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? Not comedy because the so the social media universe and like everybody out there probably doesn't want Louis to come back, but he's coming back and he's doing the comedy cellar and stuff like that. People are laughing. Yeah. People are laughing and people will go to see him, but not, he's probably never going to be, he will never be as famous as he was. Uh, like he'll never get back to that level, but he will still be able to do whatever kind of comedy he wants until people stop buying Louis tickets. And the only reason people do that is if he's not funny anymore. So the marketplace will create the environment. Is yeah, exactly. Saying. But that's that's how it always ebbs and flows. I feel like like it always phases out. Like there's nothing that'll happen that like fans of comedy who pay and go to see comedy shows will say you can't do that anymore. That's not funny. Or like uh, a comedy venue will say you can't tell jokes about X, Y, and Z anymore because that's not the way the comedy world works. Right. That's the way I feel. 
Right. But like Twitter will want to say he can't joke about that anymore. And then his fans who go to see him will say, <coughs> yeah, but I'll still pay $20 to go see him and tell those jokes. There's uh, so we haven't really addressed it. We haven't really talked about it. And I don't think it's, I think it's because there's just nothing really to say, but as far as like this whole statement about outrage culture, mm-hmm. quote unquote, outrage culture, I think Johnny and I talked about it back in the day where we talked about how people have a medium now to voice their, their issues. Right. There's so, so many mediums. now, <laughs> Right. Exactly. But here's the thing. I always thought it was justified. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have a marginalized group that's coming out and, being able to have people hear their issues Mm -hmm. that they've had for probably many years. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that people are coming out and talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually thinking now (laughs) there, there's a weird level of having to accept the let's, let's not use the word outrage because I feel like, I feel like it, it, it diminishes mm-hmm. kind of what the issue the validity is. validity of it. Yeah. It's kind of like, so let's talk about, um, we can just use Louie as reference, right? Mm-hmm. People are upset. He talked about the Parkland kids mm-hmm. and he insulted them. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's in, in out of context. That's pretty fucking horrible. That's offensive. It, that's very offensive. Right. Um, and you should be outraged by it. You, you have a right to be outraged by it. I, I always took the side of, the outraged of mm-hmm. well, I, was, I just said I wouldn't use that word. I always I always took side with the people who were upset. Yeah. And saying they have a right to be upset about this. This is not crazy to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through a very traumatic event and you're making fun of that traumatic event. Yeah. Um, I'm now thinking it's kind of more. A, it's kind of more a matter of you need to isolate and understand the conditions of this before you really have the decision made to be upset about something mm-hmm. or to pro upsets the wrong word as well to protest something. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's because of the, the whole political climate that we have with how it's. So for example, uh, what's her name? Jamie Curtis. Okay. I think, I think that's her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. No, not Jamie Lee Curtis uh, or Jamie McGinn. I think okay. she said on CNN, like, what do you want? What's your new year's resolution for 2019? And she said, my new year's resolution for 2019 is to watch the Republican party die. Like she said it exactly okay. like that. <laughs> she's not serious, mm-hmm. or maybe she is, but it's she said it. She said it to comedic relief, I believe, just yeah. with the delivery. But people get outraged at it. Like that's a very strong statement. Well, guess what? I'm I'm voting I'm voting Republican for the rest of my life. Brr. Just <laughs> okay. Well, guess who's never voting Democrat ever again? Brr. Just <laughs> it was just immediate reaction. I remember thinking, okay, are you that upset about this? Yeah. Are you that upset about this? Why are you that upset about this? Yeah. She's attacking your political party. Guess what? All of America split and fighting over the political parties, you know, like, and it's the same thing with the outrage stuff. There's, I think there's, there's needs to be a level of acceptance to understand. So it, it's, it's kind of like, you remember the Me Too March? Yeah. There were people protesting the Me Too March. <laughs> Why are you protesting the Me Too? Protesting now, I, I, protesters. I understand the paradox because the Me Too march was a protest so yeah. I, I get it but people were saying what do you have to complain about blah 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 blah. like why are you marching for stuff you you work you have money you have rights Blah. like people weren't people immediately marginalize what they see that they don't agree with without really understanding well no they're marching because there's probably been a lot of these these girls and women 
that have been sexually harassed, sexually abused, physically abused. They've been in situations where due to their their gender, they can't there's some kind of roadblock in the way because of perceptions of who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, in society or in culture, you may not be able to see it, but literally millions of females are here because they have experienced it. Yeah. They're not doing this because they haven't experienced it. Right. They're not clogging up subway lines and bus lines and walking for hours in the street without bathrooms because it's fun to do that. Right. They're doing it for a fucking reason. Exactly. You know, it's just, why aren't we listening is kind but of what about me <laughs> exactly the whole basis of that and that's kind of to make it full circle that's how i feel about louis ck saying ninja mm-hmm. and and people attacking chris rock for this yeah how how dare you turn your back on on the on the black community it's just what are you talking about they're talking about his original joke from the chris, 90s yeah chris rock <laughs> never did that Chris, yeah. now am, am i am i black in america who can really talk about it and what that feels like yeah no just right. like how i'm not female in america and i haven't been going through anything as a woman in america to really fight the fucking me too march so yeah. nothing i can really say here but i can say that as far as in that context of a product in comedy i didn't understand why they're mad at chris rock i literally don't get it it's not like oh i don't understand the out no i don't see that attack you don't see you. <laughs> I don't see it. It's just, oh, how dare you? There's two white guys saying ninja. You okay with it? It's just, A, they're his friends. Yeah. So he probably knows that they don't hate black people right. uh, by, by that definition. B, they're referencing his own comedy. Yeah, referencing his joke. Yep. Using that word. And I get it because there's comedians who won't say that word. Yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld is a, exactly. is a perfect example. Exactly. He says, example. I don't find the comedy in it and I don't seek it. Yeah. And Jerry got praised for it, which isn't. Yeah a bad thing he that that's a that's a very admirable viewpoint that he has for it and it's nothing to say for his character is better or worse than ricky's yeah right just because of that people were thinking that he said that in that clip to like slight louie and chris like i don't find the comedy and i don't seek it like pity like Nah, like turns his nose up at the two of them. He could That's have, but he also could have his opinion. I was gonna say he also could have just been offering his opinion because they all know his comedy because they're friends, yeah. and they know he doesn't use it. He doesn't even swear. Yeah, it's just it's like, oh man, Jim Gaffigan doesn't swear. He's so pure. It's like, no, he just doesn't just swear his in his choice. act. <laughs> yeah, he That's talks his, about hot pockets. He yeah. doesn't need to swear. That's his choice. He talks yeah. about eating food. That's his comedy. His he. That's how his brain works. It's, um. Tom Segura, not Tom. Yeah, Tom Segura did a joke about words. Mm-hmm. He and he did a joke about uh, the word retarded mm-hmm. in his latest special, and he talked about how it's like a big no-no word. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and he led it up to make it so everybody thought he was about to say ninja, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He said retarded. <laughs> so he said <laughs> he he set it up perfectly, and it was funny because he's been on record on podcasts talking about the backlash he got for that. Yeah. And he was saying, did you hear the rest of, of the bit? Yeah. Where I explain how, you know, it's, I'm not making, I can literally explain how it's not making fun of people who are retarded. Mm-hmm. And I reference the historical context of the word and how it's used. Or did you just pick apart the fact that you heard the word retarded? He said it on stage. Oh my God, get him. Yeah. And that's the thing I, I don't understand. I, I understand the proper response to marginalized groups. Yeah. But I don't understand the lack of understanding for it so it's kind of like the whole thing with guns mm-hmm. it's like oh man these are fully automatic weapons and then i'm not even like this huge gun guy but i go it's not a fully automatic weapon 
Yeah. It's called a semi-automatic rifle. So it's just... <laughs> it's like me saying your car is a manual. And I mean, well, no, it's, I have an automatic transmission. It's yeah. a stick shift. It's like, well, it's literally not. So it's... Like, <laughs> just you're not you're not trying yeah. to understand the situation to talk and it, you know it's funny because i do have friends who are very anti and i have friends who are very pro for the second amendment and for guns mm-hmm. and it's and, and that's actually the biggest stickler it's not the fact they want to change gun laws and take guns because they don't want to take guns away but like the biggest thing that both sides are kind of mad about well mainly the the, the pro second amendment is they're not really against the antis they're just i can't take them seriously if they don't know the topic yeah. If they we have if I sit down for a conversation and we start talking and they say, "Yeah, you have these assault weapons." They say, "Well, what's what's the assault weapon?" And they go, "It's the it's like the AR15." It's like, "Oh, okay. Why what classifies it as an assault weapon? What's well, a fully automatic like 7.62 millimeter round?" And they're just no and no, it's not either of those things. Yeah. And they go, "How dare you support guns?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm just telling you the facts of the of the thing you're mad about." Yeah. Like I understand you're mad that it's used in these situations, and I get it. I totally get it. You think I'm happy as a gun owner to see that be abused? Do you have a gun? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but 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 it's just a literal fact observation of the situation, and yeah. that's kind of how I feel with all the all this response to things. I think this whole the the outrage culture. Or whatever you want to call it that okay. we're not calling I, we're not calling it outrage culture. i don't like using it because it sounds like you're just like oh, outrage culture like like you have like your pinky up about it you have like this whole hot holier than the thou. fact that it's called like outrage i don't think is the bad word because people have every right to be outraged yeah but culture just immediately marginalizes it exactly it's those exactly. people over there who get mad at stuff yeah which it's not but I can't think of a better term right now. So outrage culture about <laughs> comedy is it's such a waste of time. It's like, yes, people shouldn't be using the word retard or ninja, but they're not. They're making jokes about it. Leave them alone and go do something about the people who actually like attack use those and, terms derogatorily. Yeah. Like, ugh. Don't. Yeah. It's just. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. Yep. Right. It's it's an awkward situation. Yeah. It's because it's it's America in a nutshell. Yep. Or under a magnifying glass. Yeah, it's exactly. America. Like this whole situation. It's it's like oh, okay, you're outraged at you're you're pissed off about that, and because you're pissed because they're not respecting, so they're getting pissed. But then you're pissed to begin with. Yeah. Is the whole you're not tolerant of the intolerant kind of thing yeah. it's just it's just i literally every time i see a new story about like th- uh this these people said this about those people and those people responded by saying this it's like the it's a season one episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia where it's the um pro-life versus pro-choice people literally on opposite sides of a fence like throwing eggs and garbage and stuff like that at each other and just screaming and being nasty to each other that's just what i picture america as like that is what it is. Of the that's time. literally what it is. Yeah, at this there's point. So, always something that's so people are so up in arms about, whether it is pro life or pro choice, or whether it's Louis you, you, saying ninja. You know who addresses five year old comedy special? Yeah, you know who addresses this very well? Mm. Uh, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, because he gets a lot of it. Yeah, because he has that whole bit about guns as well. So yep. he got attacked for it. And it's funny because in each special he talks about like how he responds to yeah the special where he talks about the backlash that he got for that first special is so funny <laughs> it's perfect it's it's really well done it's yeah. it's so well done um 
Uh, with that being said, how do you feel about 2019? Even though it's only been 48 hours? 48 hours. Technically not even 48 hours, but we're heading there. <coughs> I feel like it's going to be a fun year. I feel like we'll get some good podcasts out of it. Also, speaking of good podcasts out of 2019, did you hear who's going to be on Joe Rogan? Oh, Kanye West? Our boy Kanye. Yeah. That's going to be a good Your one. boy Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a whole episode talking about, about that, that episode. episode. Yeah. There's going to be so many juicy bits coming from I, that. I honestly think it's going to be Kanye just saying things and Joe just going... So why do you have think you ever that? tried DMT? No, no, no. I, I think I think Joe will be be saying so. So why do you think that? Yeah. Just can you clarify what you mean by that? I think it's going to be Joe chasing Kanye down whatever rabbit hole he decides to go down to. Uh, I think we are going to see some sporadic mind shit come out. Of you know Kanye. what's really funny? Joe Rogan doesn't give a shit about Kanye. Yeah. He's he, like, okay, everybody keeps asking me to have him on the show. Yeah, hey, Kanye, what do you think? He's not. A, he he doesn't care. For, he, he first of all, he's already a celebrity. Yeah. So the celebrity thing is whatever. Yeah. But he makes That's fun. What I love of, about his show. He makes fun of Yeezys because I guess uh, his sound guy Jamie bought him Yeezys, <laughs> and he still hasn't taken him out of the box. <laughs> and he was talking about. He was joking about how he's gonna pour mud on them and film it and post it just because he knows it will piss people off and people freak out about him. <laughs> awesome. And he was saying, hey, could, do you think he'd go trail running in these things? <laughs> Just... <laughs> it's amazing. Right? It's, it's, it's... I hope he talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talked about, we talked about 2019 before and I told you how I think in 2019 politically it's going to get bloody. I think yeah. all this, like I said, the skeletons come out of the closet. It's, it's going to be, yeah, everything's going to go. But I think 2019 is going to be very different because now we, I feel, are normalized to what this is. Like that's kind of I mean? the vibe I'm getting. Like, like we had okay. the Me Too year. We had the we had t- t- almost two full Trump years now. Jesus Christ! Um, like th- this is the world that we're in right now. Let's yeah. do something about it. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see the activism and the um. It's it's cool to see the activism and it's it's cool to see people get involved again. Yeah, because I think a lot of people were complacent with Obama. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were just whatever. Life is good. Yeah, just, <laughs> just move on. There's nothing going on. Yeah, like the shit happens, and oh, here's the statement. Okay. The other thing with that was I was talking about Marissa the other day. Like everything seems so bad right now, but a lot of the media and all of our friends probably are probably not super huge fans of Trump. But I have some friends that are Trumpers. Trumpers. Trumpeteers. <laughs> I, I, um, I have some Trumper friends. But, like, everything seemed all as well, all as quiet the last eight years with Obama. But maybe for, like, a whole different part of the country, it was what we're experiencing now. <laughs> like, oh my god, everything's on fire. Yeah. There's a black man in the <laughs> Oval Office. Um, and, like, oh my god, did you did you see this Obamacare? Oh my god, oh my this god. is the end of yeah. the world. Yeah, that's a good point. How is he not getting impeached? That's a good point. But then, on the other hand, there is a list I saw. He has a tan soup. Yeah. (laughs) Dozens of things that Trump has done to either broke the law or legally he should get impeached for. And he's on, like, number 27 now. Um, So maybe not. But maybe to a certain aspect. I think think there's a whole thing that people aren't (coughs) realizing that, like, there's this... 50 50 divide in the country on the two sides of the fence like fence like in that always sunny episode but 
when all those people go home from that fence, they're in their own bubbles and they just talk to themselves about how right they are and how wrong the other people are. Yeah. So I'm excited for us to. So for those wondering why we took so long in between episodes, it was a mixture of I was sick. Mm -hmm. Then we had holidays. I'm still getting over sick. Sorry for the coughing, by the way. Chris was sick. And then holidays came up, and then and Chris Chris was changing his work schedule, and working overtime. So long story short, we apologize for the end of 2018 of how that went, but 2019 should be a little bit more stable. We'll have a bit more guests. Have a have also a few. just like on a global scale. We're yes. sorry for how the end of 2018 went, and 2019 should be a little more smooth. <laughs> sorry, the Dow went down like by five point six Crazy points amount, or something. Yeah. yeah, like in this year ended on a loss, or last year ended on a loss. Um, <laughs> More guests I'm excited about, more wings I'm excited about. and I'm excited for just having this happen more often. Exactly, and a schedule. And I, I have some ideas on how we could just spice up the, the podcast a No pun bit. intended. Yeah. We need to get Marissa on because I want to talk about CRISPR, and I know yes. you are excited about CRISPR. She wants to talk about CRISPR. So I want to get her to talk about CRISPR and anime and all the awesome things just repeat that episode that's yeah lost literally time. let's just do that let's literally just repeat that episode <laughs> and we gotta get a uh, gentleman named johnny daly back on here eventually oh no fuck him <laughs> okay bye <laughs> bye <laughs>